Welcome to Web3 Unpacked. I'm your host, Rich Pasqua, founder and CEO of ARC. Each week we unpack the Web3 revolution. Join us as we discover and explore the people, projects, and visionaries building the trusted web. Today we welcome Vibhu Norby, founder and CEO of Solana Spaces. Solana Spaces has brought Web3 into the real world with stores that aim to educate, connect, and immerse people in all things blockchain. We hope you enjoy. Solana Spaces, one of the more interesting projects across the wonderful world of Web3. Welcome and thank you for joining us, Vibhu. Awesome to be here. Thanks so much. Vibhu, so I guess let's jump into it. So uh, can you give us a little bit more about your background in crypto, uh, how you became familiar with Solana and, and sort of the birth of Solana Spaces? Um, sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm less of a crypto person, um, or a long time crypto person, more of a long time retail and, uh, tech entrepreneur. Um, I didn't really understand crypto until I saw NFTs last year. And, uh, that resonated with me a lot, uh, having grown up collecting, you know, sports cards and, and other, um, physical collectibles. And, uh, sort of la late last year, I started, um, thinking about what was next for me in my career and, and, um, I knew I wanted to do something in retail, and I'd been pretty interested and maybe a little bit degenerate um, with, with NFTs, um, you know, the time maybe flowing between Ethereum and Solana. And, um, yeah, me and a few folks from Solana started talking about what, what a store would look like, um, what it would do, and, and how it could be an important uh, piece of sort of bringing new people into the chain. And... Yeah, this was about November last year, a little bit over a year ago, and we kind of got to work and officially started this in March. <clears throat> was the um, Viva, was the original kind of core idea of spaces to really on was it an onboarding vehicle or was it just go, does it go well beyond that? Well, yeah, the initial idea and and this has changed a lot. I mean, as we open the space and and learn more about how people were using it. But yeah, initially the idea was to insert ourselves into, um, in the middle of, um, you know, a customer's journey and maybe an unexpected place. Uh, cause you know, by, by, by this time, if you haven't, um, looked at crypto, you've done, you've done, you've ignored it, uh, willfully. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you're just kind of walking around a shopping center or a major shopping street, uh, and you see this beautiful store, it's kind of hard to ignore. So we wanted to um, be disruptive in that way to a customer's attention and show, show them a different look for for um, for, for Solana. Uh, and yeah, the, the store was designed to be uh, that crypto friend for those that don't have one um, that gives you your first on-chain assets, gives you your first currency, um, you know, obviously some swag, and teaches you just at the highest level, like what, how does a blockchain work and why might you be interested in this? Awesome. Yeah, I, you know, we were talking earlier uh, before Vibu, and uh, Matt and I took a trip down um, to Hudson Yards and checked out the space, and no expectations. Um, we didn't know what to expect. We just knew, you know, we liked using Solana uh, or, or Sol uh, as a means of transacting for various ways, uh, various items across uh, uh, the Web3, 
And uh, we were really, really surprised. The store, the the actual environment was super clean, almost like an Apple store. Um, wasn't floated, uh, flooded with too many, too many things or distractions. Um, onboarding to the Phantom Wallet was really, really easy with uh, assistance, you know, if needed um, by clerks there, which was great. Um, NFTs, swag, everything. And it was just really cool. And, you know, maybe you can tell us about some of your the other spaces uh, that you're you're planning to open up. And, you know, I think you, you, you guys were talking about maybe opening up uh, or launching London soon. That's really exciting. Um, tell us a little bit more about the, 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 the next stores that you might be launching. Right. So we announced uh, something called Spaces DAO at um, Breakpoint, which is the big Solana conference um, about a month ago. And, um, and Spaces DAO is something that we've been working on since the very beginning of this project. Um, you know, to me, the thing that makes, um, um, blockchains very interesting is that they're really community building tools at their heart. Um, and they're, you know, people work together towards, you know, kind of bro- broadly for the L1 itself, right. They work together to, um, increase the value and the utility of, of, um, kind of the core, core ecosystem and maybe it's token in some cases, but then even within like, you know, community NFT communities and projects, um, you know, there's a, there's a big, um, uh, you know, getting together people to work on projects that are bigger than any individual person. And so when we, um, when we thought about how might we ex- expand this concept one day, um, um, our, our idea was to do it through the community and allow people to build their own Solana stores in their own um, homes. And, uh, and we had this uh, idea called GeoNFTs. We thought, hey, what if you issued the membership to the franchise uh, or the rights to the franchise on chain. And what would that look like? How would you build that technology? So that's something that we announced um, last month as well called GeoNFTs. And um, when we announced it, the response was actually insane. I and mean, people loved the store. I mean, they like, and people have visited the stores from all over the globe. And and even, you know, but to be honest, before we announced DAO, the DAO, uh, the most common question we would get is like, when, to, when London, when Lisbon, when India, right? Um, and so... We knew that there was going to be a lot of enthusiasm for this, and uh, I think we received well over 100 applications in the first couple of weeks, and we have about, I would say, 30-ish, you know, I would consider like serious projects to bring spaces to their, their city. Um, and our, our role in this is that we open sourced all of the things that we've built. So all the software and the kiosks, um, the fixture designs, um, some of our backend um, tools that we built to power the space. And the idea is that we just empower you with these resources. Um, and then my team provides a little bit of help as well in terms of, um, you know, partnerships and potentially capital and other things like that. Um, so like London, you know, very early stage conversations, but we, we um, the very first uh, location that's opening through Space Style is this month in Bangalore in India. Ooh. And it's a um, the world's first Web3 pizzeria. And it's called Sorrento Solana. And it's a space that when you walk into it, the front part of it is like what you see at Hudson Yards. It's a, it's a store and it has merch. And we have some like maybe interesting like uh, food themed Solana merch coming, just, you know, kind of fun things like that. Um, but the difference between this pizzeria and the store in New York City is that the tutorials that you normally do on the screens as you walk around and learn about all the different projects in Solana are done at your dining table 
and each table has a different um, theme and a different partner that's kind of giving you um, some knowledge about Solana or NFTs or DeFi and whatnot um, as you're eating. So this is um, uh, the Spaces DAO is a, a very it isn't um, just kind of stamping these out all over the world. It's um, a toolkit, uh, you know, for people to kind of remix into their own experiences that they're interested in. And um, uh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, the, the things that people are building are, are like out of this world. Honestly, there's just some crazy stuff happening. Yeah, I, I, I love that, that it's not prepackaged. You're allowing, you're giving the foundational tools out and letting people be creative with how they express uh, with those tools. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, can you maybe is there any other fun ones you can tease out for us, Vibu? Yeah, we have uh, a number of people. I think the most common way you're going to see salon spaces show up is um, through co-working spaces. Um, there's there's some very, very cool um, all over the globe. There are these like Web3 co-working spaces that are popping up. Um, people in crypto love to do business together, love to be together. Yeah. Um, so um, you'll see us kind of occupying the corners of, um, or like rooms or the ground floors of a bunch of spaces, Singapore, Canada, um, and so on. We have a few people that are gallery operators who've been trying to figure out how they can introduce crypto to their, um, to their, you know, traditional art experience. Um, that one is going to, the first one of that will go live probably in the next two months in Vienna in Austria. Um, and, and, um, and Prague as well. Um, and we have some folks that are uh, going to be uh, taking over cafes, like coffee shops, and rebranding them and fashioning them into um, crypto meetup centers, but also integrating Solana into the payment tools and, and putting you know some of the wallet onboarding things um, around the space. So yeah, th- there's any kind of um, commercial real estate um, can be repurposed in some interesting way or remixed with crypto. And, um, and my hope here is that, uh, you know, I don't know how any of these things are going to work out. I mean, they could be really successful. They could be massive failures, but, but, um, I do think that, uh, I, I've always uh, prided myself on, on, and, and our team on, um, building mental models and other interesting experiments that can be, you know, inspirations to people, um, you know, and, and they're just, you know, but my, when I first came into this project, there were some, there are a lot of interesting IRL experiments happening. Um, but there are very few that had actually come to the real world. They're mostly like DAOs that were forming around like buying cities, buying, um, co-working spaces, you know, these kind of things. Um, none of, none of which have, um, have like had real world traction here. So through, through this, entity i think we are saying hey if no one else is going to do it let's go and build the entire tree of viral ideas enable them with solana and let's see what happens next Mm. just just curious do the spaces that you're building are they all solana spaces or are they maybe like say the pizza shop for example is that a pizza shop powered by solana so to speak uh how does the branding on these places work Branding is composable too. Um, the pizzeria is called Sorrento Solana, so they did take the name um, Solana. But uh, many of the co-working spaces, for example, they're retaining their the name of the space, and Solana is showing up on on the wall of the um, of the you know the corner or the the room that they're taking up. Um, we don't really have a view on, on that. I think 
and if you think about Solana as a brand, it isn't a traditional brand. It, it's more akin to like um, the word like United States, you know, like there's nobody like you don't have to go to the um, the like president of the United States to like ask them if you can like put the flag on like a piece of merch right? and <laughs> you just do it. <laughs> right. um, so uh, I think in that sense, like it's it's kind of permissionless and certainly like a very common question has been, will you allow cross chain projects in your space? And we've said, I, I don't really care. We have many cross chain. In fact, our core sponsor Phantom is um, has just announced cross chain support. So, but it is my deep opinion that some of the things that we do in our space, in terms of gasless NFTs, in terms of Solana Pay, um, would be difficult to do in other chains. So, I think the infrastructure itself will probably remain Solana. But the projects that you see and the events and all that kind of stuff, we very much embrace a multi-chain uh, future. Awesome. Yeah, and I love the idea of open source and now open source branding. <laughs> that's, that's kind of fun, too. Um, uh, no, Vibu, you know, when we go into the space, we see, you know, partnerships with, um, say, Board 8 Yacht Club for NFTs and other, uh, other kind of big 3.0 brands. Is there plans to really tap into, you know, you know, further blur the lines between traditional and crypto um, merchants in, in the uh, kind of the partnership world? So let me start here. Um, how do people use a store and how and how is that different from um, what I expected? What, what we expected when we designed it? was that people were going to follow this linear path where they got a wallet and then they took tutorials and then they bought merch. And the reality is that 60% of the people that walk into our space do the, exactly the opposite, which is they start with the product and the merch. And that's kind of their entrance point into learning more about okay, what's behind these, these, these things, right? So that, um, that uh, data point and, and watching people's enthusiasm for the products that we make um, kind of have changed our mind a bit about the, about the potential for the business. And I don't think that, uh, crypto merch is a, um, is like anything like, uh, sort of like picking up a t-shirt at a conference for, conference for a startup. Like I think the products that people are building, um, out of these NFT communities, um, uh, you know, both, both things that are being created by the NFT community, but also by their community members are, uh, of incredible quality. And I think they carry a lot of the aspects of, um, what I would look at for like maybe an upcoming fashion apparel, um, kind of brand. And, and so I think where the store can, um, can, what the store can be is a distribution point for web three brands and web two brands that are, um, Doing so, if you're a Web two brand um, coming into crypto for the first time through our stores, dropping um, a collaborative merch collection like what we did with Asics in November, mm. um, where they launched a Solana shoe with NFTs, um, that's an that's an amazing way to use our space. And then Web three brands who are um, introducing physical products, uh, we want to be the very first distribution point for those. And we have a lot of infrastructure to offer those kinds of uh, brands, right? Between crypto pay, between tutorials. Um, that happened in the dApp browser, um, you know, all the kind of native um, functionality of, of um, Solana. So, yeah, we, we're, we're super focused on, on physical products. I think that has been 
that biggest difference between where we were expecting to go and what has actually happened. Uh, we just sell a lot of stuff and, and, uh, you can't really ignore it at this point. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you gotta love the discount you get when you use, uh, like phantom wallet. So we can do all of our clothing shopping there for now on. Uh, <laughs> it is a deep, prices. just for our listeners. It is a pretty deep discount when you yeah, use it was a pretty phantom good discount. wallet. It's pretty 50%. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's my new H and M. Um, just curious. Uh, so yeah, you're building up the, all these incredible different partnerships. Um, when you, are you approaching brands right now? Or are they approaching you? How does that work? Who's, I guess, and, and when you do approach a brand, what are their main questions? What, what are they looking to gain when they're saying, okay, let's, let's add an NFT component to our business. Let's have a fidgetal. Let's move in this direction. Yeah. That word makes me laugh. Fidgetal. Um, <laughs> it is a weird one, right? I've heard that, heard that way too much in the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, you think well, it'll start... or is the word going to go? <laughs> I, it's, it's like, I don't know. It bothers me that people have been using so often. Like even the most popular article about us is like, is something that uh, has digital in the title. So I can't really uh, dismiss it as much as I want to not say this word. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I'll start with web th- three brands. Like we've, um, the, the marketing for this business has been like a sensation, like a viral sensation across platforms. Uh, most obviously on Twitter, um, but on TikTok as well, like because the store is so visual relative to everything else in crypto, like people take videos, they take pictures, they share them, um, they get reposted. Like there's a real, um, there's a huge, um, we have massive reach, like way beyond what people, people realize. And so we, we hear from dozens of brands every day that are web three side that want to do things in the store. Um, on the web two side, we're still building evidence. I, I, we're not approached. We have, we've maybe approached only a handful of brands that, that I'm very familiar with in my past. And we've done collaborative products with them. Um, like we have this amazing, I don't have it with me right now, but we have this, um, peak design backpack that, um, they Solanify. We did the ASIC shoe. We sold almost 3000 pairs in five days with them. Um, we have, um, this preppy emergency kit. So I would say like so far we've, and part of it said these, these projects take a lot longer to, um, to come about if you're, if you're talking about working with a traditional brand on this stuff. But, um, I think right now we're in the playbook building stage. Here's how you might collaborate with us. Here are the primitives that you can use that, that touch crypto and and so on. And here's the evidence, um, that this is important to you. Um, but, uh, this is very emergent for us. I didn't expect, this wasn't like the goal of the space initially. Uh, but I've, uh, I've realized and my team has realized that I think we can be, um, the, quite the introduction for, for these traditional brands. And you'll see us next year doing a lot more of these kinds of drops. Um, but I have nothing to share right now. Awesome. Well, I mean, Solana, Solana as a brand is so, so different uh, from everything else we've seen. And, you know, I, I, I forgot when you guys, you know, started to drop um, hints on the Solana phone, but man, did that spark interest. Now, Having a pure Web3 enabled, you know, hardware, software device in your pocket is interesting enough. For us, we started to kind of peel back the layers and go, okay, what are they really up to, right? To us, it's such a smart move um, in general. And some would argue, wow, 
you're getting into the mobile hardware game. That is bonkers, crazy. You're nuts. But I think there is a legitimate, you know, a, a giant leap forward that you could take the mobile industry with through hardware and software. And obviously wallets, cold storage, all that good stuff. Um, so, so we see it as a really interesting move to kind of get into people's, not only into their malls in their towns uh, via Solana spaces, but in their pockets. And we, and everyone knows that's the first place everyone goes for everything. So, I mean, how how does the how does the phone play into this? And it is a big leap for you guys. Uh, and we want it to be one hundred percent successful. Yeah. So first of all, I want to I want to say that um, both phone, the actual physical phone, and the Solana Spaces are separate from Solana Foundation, yep. Solana Labs, um, independently developed. Obviously, working closely with those teams, very closely. But um, um, but yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, so Solana, to me, stands out in two two ways amongst um, many of the layer ones. I think one, Solana's very uh, community oriented overall. There's, I mean, you can if you're part of that. If you see what's happening on Twitter and other platforms, like Solana community is the most engaged. It's been built kind of a person at a time, and so um, and it's also very sizable compared to most uh, blockchains. So um, when we're thinking about um, product development, I think uh, we very much um, uh, are okay with producing things that are catering to just our community and allowing that to be sort of, um, um, you know, uh, growing, growing, you know, sort of inward out versus saying, hey, here's a crypto phone that everyone should, um, should buy and it's going to be like the entry point. I think uh, with the phone and even with the store to some degree, uh, we look at what's happening in the Solana community, how we can improve their lives, and that kind of informs the, the product roadmap. And I think the phone um, very obviously improves people's lives that use Solana because uh, it's very hard to use crypto apps on your mobile device. Um, not only that, it's becoming increasingly difficult from a Apple you know, standpoint. Like They've been um, uh, cracking down on crypto applications. They've been asking for a part of a fee on the NFT sales and things like that, like things that just don't make any sense. Right. Um, and so this is an installation for our community to say, Hey, like everyone uses our phone as the first device these days. And we need to make, um, crypto a first class application to mobile. Um, now, uh, as an onboarding tool, I think it's very tough, a very tough thing. I mean, this is my frank, frank opinion. Um, it's an expensive phone. The first version um, and to understand the utility of it, you really need to be doing a lot of stuff with crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, again, Solana has enough of those um, types of people already in the community that um, that will be interested. Uh, from from a marketing standpoint, though, uh, you know, this is a, another piece of our of our um, toolkit to um, be able to show that we're really thinking deeply about. Um, what crypto does over the next decade, you know, decade plus. This is very much not a short-term type of thing. And the stores aren't either. And, and both of these projects, by the way, came together at the same time. Um, and uh, we work closely together with them. We obviously um, showcase the phone, we sell it. And when the phone is available to the public, you're going to see our stores transform as well um, quite a bit. We're going to offer um, a much more like 
typical kind of phone onboarding experience. You'll be able to pick it up, um, sign up for service, um, and so on. So uh, there is a definitely a play between these things. But I would say like these all come from the same place, which is that we really think of like how can we just improve the lives of our community first? Um, let's let the growth kind of happen one at a time. Yeah, it is. A, it truly is about you know we see just you know talking to lots of people in the space. Web three is first and foremost about building strong communities, uh, whether it's a belief or products or whatnot. So you guys have been doing a great job, uh, as you mentioned, um, amazing community, uh, which leads me to to another thought. And you know it's kind of unavoidable. <laughs> Uh, to not bring up uh, the idea of, of FTX and what's going on, right? Um, not that we have to kind of, you know, peel that onion too, too, too much, but have you seen sentiment or perception change around the Solana ecosystem, communities, brand, et cetera? Um, I kind of feel like it's one of those events that um – if you already hated Solana, it just yeah. um, you know sort of like entrenched you further. And and if you were deep inside the Solana community, um, had the same effect as well because we all bonded together in this time to um, to extricate you know a bad actor in our system. And and it's not like um, you know any of the builders that um, that are building things in Solana um, were like benefiting from the uh, the kinds of things that. Um, Sam was doing, um, you know, I think, I think in, in a lot of ways, um, this was the last remaining thing that people, uh, really disliked about Solana, right? The, uh, the most common criticism I think from like the ETH community is it's a centralized VC chain and, um, and, you know, frankly, FTX was the single largest, um, holder of Solana and, um, and now forcefully it's being um, dismantled. So, um, I think from a narrative standpoint, long-term, it has some benefits. But yeah, I mean, sentiment... I mean, this year has been tough for everybody in crypto. Like, I don't I don't think... Um, uh, it's hard to answer that question, like, in, in an objective way, because, um, you know, from when I got started in, in <laughs> you know, November last year to today, um, you know, everyone got wrecked in different ways, and we've all been part of um, um, these types of things. Uh, so... Yeah, it's hard hard to say that it's like made it worse or or better, but um, but I've been really proud of our community for the way that uh, we've come together, and um, and I think it could have been worse, and you know, I mean, they were, we got affected too. I mean, everyone had like a little piece of this. Like, we, they're our biggest our biggest financial sponsor in Miami, and we had built we'd done a lot of work for them <laughs> in the last few months building this lounge and. Uh, we built a whole new onboarding system for them. And, um, you know, so there's, there's some, yeah, I mean, there's like these, these kinds of things, um, are all over the place, but at the end of the day, uh, most of the companies in our ecosystem didn't have uh, direct exposure financially, didn't lose money. Of course, some did. Um, and so I think the real effects are, are not as present as kind of the, the sentiment, sentimental effects. Um, but there's still more time. It's still very early in the story, and we'll kind of see what happens. Yeah, and I think, um, Vibu, you, you, you use the term long-term, right? We often talk about long-term. Most people don't understand that 
really, if you're truly in this space, yes, that was an implosion that happened, but our, our noses are still pointed north. And we're still developing, we're still designing, we're still creating products that are great and for the future, for now and the f for the future. Um, you know, and, and that brings me to the idea of, you know, the narrative really, really needs to change, right? Um, and the idea of how you use cert like Saul or any other uh, alternative types of, uh, you know, projects or, or tokens, um, from a pure play DeFi kind of investment game standpoint um, yeah. to a to a utility type of uh, standpoint. Yeah. Like for, for, for me, it's yes, I make investments. Yes, as soon as Solana appeared, you know, in, on the open markets, I was interested and played it, played with it from an investment standpoint. Not truly a super long term investment standpoint, but it was more about getting into the ecosystem, dripping funds in so I actually can do things. Start a DAO, yes. you know, yeah. burn, you know, um, mint uh, uh, NFTs, start campaigns through my, you know, through ARC, our company. Um, the, it, people have to realize that it, it's still full steam ahead, you know, and there's still amazing things being done. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much um, on this side. I never... I never understood on any of the tokens the fundamental drivers of value here other than a lot of speculation. And, um, and, and for that reason, I never, um, I never thought of crypto as an investment for me. I have a family of kids. Yeah. Um, I, I never would have, uh, I never could have imagined putting my, my um, net worth into this uh, in, that, in that sense. Um, and so ever, since I got into crypto, the way I've used it and I continue to use it is that when there's a, something I'm interested in, um, in participating in, you know, Clanosaurs Mint or whatever it is that's happening in Solana, mm -hmm. um, I go to the exchange um, and I on-ramp what I need and I, and I put it in Phantom and, um, and that's it. Um, so, you know, I, like, I think we've gone through and maybe it's not even done yet, um, this like wild um, speculative bubble that um, that you know, uh, in some ways, part of the reason why the pain hasn't been as insane as it looks on paper is because a lot of people got in very early and got driven up, and it was all paper gains, and nobody actually uh, like the losses themselves were kind of more like returning back to what what was. That's a good point. And um, and so, and that's that's I think that's also true for a lot of FTX's balance sheet, like the supposed um, size of it. Um, is probably a lot less, but just, just in reality, like people were not, um, there weren't that many people buying at the top. Um, so yeah, like if you remove the speculative layer and you think about the really interesting, um, primitives that, that crypto offers, um, that stuff is not only like here to stay, but it continues to grow. And it's something that we, um, very deeply in the, in the business model and in the way the store is designed, what we teach you about, um, is, not at all about trying to tell you about the benefits of like putting your net worth into um, Solana tokens like that, that like people accuse us of that a lot. Like you guys are like, sh like trying to like, you know, uh, obviously on the surface, we don't, we don't tell you to buy the token, but people say, well, yeah, but of course, like as a Solana logo, so you have, you know, at some level, like that's what you're doing, right? You're marketing the blockchain. 
and and like I promise, there's no there's no uh, it's not even part of our our thought process. The thought process here is, um, look, there's amazing things that people can build with blockchains, and let's I want to show you about those things because what you've heard so far um, isn't isn't what's really happening, and the shakeout from this year, um, again, long term and even short term is that not only is all the speculation leaving the system, but all the speculators and all the people that were building entities to take advantage of um, the, the, the crazy kind of um, token going up phenomenon, this is all being, being taken out of the system. And um, I have a lot of respect for everyone that's continued to build. Um, you know, these, are, uh, these are the people you know are, 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 um, are building interesting tech because um, no one is making money on the token stuff. So um, there has to be the utility aspect. And um, we've been experimenting a lot, not just in the store. I don't know if you've seen some of the digital products that we've announced, like Drip House. Have you seen this one yet? Not yet, but we're definitely going to check that out. So Drip.haus um, is um, our first digital product. We launched it two weeks ago. This is a pure example of taking the same primitives um, but taking the speculation out of it. Um, it's a list that's grown to over, to almost 35,000 signups in the first two weeks. And every week on Wednesdays, we drop a, an art NFT that was that we commissioned from a top Solana artist, and we just do it for free. And there's no secondary. There's no speculation on these assets. Um, you can do this with Solana. It's very cheap to mint. Um, and this is leading into you know some other interesting things that we're building on the shop-to-earn side. Um, again, we're taking the same thing, NFTs, um, and, but we're removing the idea that this is something that you're going to trade. And mm-hmm. I think this is happening all over, all over the place. And um, I think the next, that's, the next wave is going to be uh, not driven by the token going up. It's going to be driven by uh, people building interesting user applications um, where maybe the user doesn't even realize they're using a blockchain. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's my belief in what's happening. Yeah, this I, is, I, yeah, I would say we would we we definitely echo a lot of your 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 sentiment, and part of why we're sticking around with Solana and will continue to is because of everything you just said. It wasn't pumping coins. It wasn't hype. Really, what never really was the coins were uh, uh, you know and Sol was a means to an end. You know, it was a means for you to get into the network and start using your products. And frankly, you're one of the few projects that actually does that uh, and offers that. So kudos. That's it's it's Thank awesome. You. I think you're not dinging your brand at all. I think you guys, your your positioning um, uh, and, and and direction and values are all in in alignment. And just keep going with it. Just, you know, stay the course. <laughs> Appreciate you. Viva, can I ask you, I'm curious, now that we're sort of moving into maybe more of a utility phase, I think, for crypto at, at large, what what do you think might be some of the big innovations that people haven't been thinking about yet? Because it does seem like people were so focused on the exchange element, on, you know, which coin was going to succeed. Now we're almost a little bit freed from that paradigm a bit. Yeah, I, I think... Um you're seeing the the beginning uh like if you can uh remember what the app store was like in like on the iPhone in like 2010 2011 2012 um 
you had these amazing companies being built at that time, like Uber um, and Foursquare and, and um, you know, Air, Airbnb and so on. Um, I think many of these applications um, have a chance to be rebuilt with crypto primitives and a different sense of uh, ownership and community. Um, so I'm fascinated by projects like Teleport. Um, if you've seen that, Teleport.xyz. Mm. It's a decentralized ride-sharing company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Stepin, um, you know, is kind of working their way back to being a Foursquare type of thing. They've been doing interesting badges and more location-centric um, types of activities. And obviously, they, they also had a big speculative run-up, and um, the user base is quite large. Uh, so... And in both of these cases, the the thing that those two have in common, at least, is that um, the idea that these are built on Solana is is um, is very. Uh, I, I don't think many of their users will know. Um, and then USDC as like this this supreme token, I think, is um, you know whether you like that or not <laughs> with Circle. Um, however you feel about it, there's no doubt that um, USDC is going to be the biggest token on. Um, on Solana and maybe other chains as well. The experience is just so good of like being able to to send someone money instantaneously with no fees. Um, so you know how do like NFTs and art and um, other things kind of get reinvented around stable coins? Um, you know you you're, you see a little bit of it, but but it hasn't. Um, still not a mainstream type of thing. Um, yeah, and I'm 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 really. Uh, I really think that crypto fashion is going to be like a multi-billion dollar industry. Um, I think, you know, we've, we've had a, I've gone back and forth on Twitter with people about around like web three coffee, for example, like Starbucks, you know, did, did this big deal with Polygon where they're putting their loyalty or some version of their loyalty oh, yeah. program on Odyssey, on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting, but I have to tell you that, uh, within Solana, we have two coffee brands that, um, that we launched with. I know there's a third one. There are being natively built up from the community around coffee and loyalty and so on. One's the DJ Nape Cafe, which we have um, the first Web3 coffee shop is in our store in Miami. Um, another one's Just Coffee, which just launched in New York City this, um, this morning. So um, I just think that I think it's hard to, to parachute, relatively hard to like parachute into crypto and kind of like just like tack it on. Like, cause it just ends up being, you know, like here's an NFT collection um, of like, you know, uh, our logo or our brand being like generated in 10,000 10, pictures um, versus like, you know, hey, what's like, what would it mean to build a coffee brand and coffee shop um, and loyalty from the ground up with a community? That is, uh, I think, again, 30 years out, um, I would take my bet on the, on the startups who are um, thinking about this natively over the large companies that are parachuting in. That's my opinion. Um, over the next five years, I mean, definitely the big companies, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, so super, super, um, interested in, in, um, physical brands, physical concepts being re-engineered from the ground up with crypto stuff. That's, uh, I don't know, like that's what's going to happen as the biggest thing, but that's personally what I am interested in and, and I'm very focused on enabling. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting, you know, the Uber, to the teleport, you know, 2.0 to 3.0. And, you know, looking at what's happening with Twitter now, not that we, we're going to go down that road, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep rabbit hole. Um, 
you know, it's my understanding that, you know, uh, kind of a decentralized Twitter-like and or Twitter environment was Jack Dorsey's kind of uh, uber vision for it. So it'll be interesting where, where the communications end of things goes as well. Why do you think, just curious, because I think it's a great point, why is it that ground up has a, an advantage over brands trying to parachute in? Like, where do you think that disconnect would take place from larger brands that are trying to move into Web3? Why wouldn't they be open into Web3? Why wouldn't they be open into Web3? Why wouldn't they be open into Web3? Okay, but we yeah, got the question, some, right? I got the question. Yeah, I totally understand the question. Um, I'm going to steal something from Benedict Evans, who used to um, work at Andreessen Horowitz. Mm-hmm. He talked about the idea of um, when a new channel was formed, that um, that is very hard for the lar- for the folks that have dominated a different channel to rearrange their culture um, to kind of fit that right. I mean, in the same way that Blockbuster tried to do digital, um, you know, and and got um, you know, ne- yes, they were larger, um, and and in theory they could move faster, but but Netflix just just absolutely destroyed them, right? Um, and I think you could you could argue that to some extent, like Amazon with with e-commerce, like I, I, I having like for almost 10 years attempted to um, introduce like uh, interesting technology concepts to big retailers. I can say that uh, you need support from the very top. You need, you know, at a corporate, they need to understand the problem set. They need to understand how um, the consumers are different and how, and what their expectations are. Um, and that needs to be, um, resounded throughout an organization and, you know, the bigger the organization is, the harder it is for them to, um, to adopt. And sometimes, um, innovation gets, um, uh, you know, you see a lot of the first team to go when something isn't working is like the innovation team or the web three team. I think it's going to happen as well <laughs> as some big corporate, Holy right? Age. Like, yeah, like, Hey, we're, we're budgeting here and you guys are spending $20 million on something a year. That's not, some. Um, doesn't seem to be like to working like, you know, it just, those people get rooted out. So there isn't like a long-term um, commitment there and people underrate how fast um, technology companies can grow. And this has happened time and time again. Um, in every, in every case, like the disruptor, uh, you know, in an industry, you think about Airbnb versus hotels, um, everyone underrates how fast these things can grow. Mm. Um, and, um, and how fast a startup can move relative to a large org. By the time, like, you know, Coca-Cola drops their NFT collection, maybe all the liquidity is gone and nobody cares about art NFTs. Maybe they moved on to something else, right? So yeah. um, so speed, culture, um, you know, uh, I, these these play a big, big role in that. But I, this is not always true. Like, I think about Amazon and Walmart. Like, Walmart actually figured out e-commerce in a massive way, but... They're way behind Amazon. Yeah. I mean, hundreds of billions of dollars short, and Amazon basically, um, I, like, if you would ask Walmart in 1996 um, <laughs> whether they could have imagined not being the world's biggest retailer today, I, they, they never would have imagined, right? right. So um, it can be figured out, but I just believe that that there's, like, in every category, we're going to see a Web3 um, native company that that just becomes, like, the largest entity in this business and e-commerce and whatever it is. Um, maybe they're being built today. I don't know. I would guess probably in this kind of market conditions, amazing time to build, amazing time to, um, to uh, have balls of steel 
and just um, you know figure out what needs to happen to survive. Uh, we'll see what happens. Absolutely, and I always hear that from top investors. When the market's down, it's time to build, you know, or what shift or reorg or whatever you need to do to kind of take the next step and look, you know, two, three, four years out. Um, and, you know, the idea of cultural change, I think, that just hits it right in the bullseye because, you know, it is, it, it's almost easier to start fresh uh, with a community of like-minded, uh, you know, folks. And look at, look at what Elon's doing. You know, I, I applaud what he's doing and he's really trying to make change, but he's also, you know, he's fighting an internal battle and external battles. Um, but we'll see where that goes. I mean, it's, it's I really love Twitter. Twitter has been awesome the last couple of weeks. Oh, it's but, um, I mean, this, this, this is, you can only do this. And with, I don't know, I don't know if this is, has ever happened before where you have like someone who just, who's taking, who's doing it all in private as a private company and just, um, forcefully putting their vision on top of the company doesn't care about the economics. Um, that's just not how like most public companies operate, right? Like not at all. this, this CEO has a lot of people to be accountable to. And, and, um, and so every, every new initiative cannot be that deep, right? It has to start, um, um, very, very small and it can, and, and therefore can take a long time for it to, to grow. So you're kind of like, even the big companies doing this are basically competing as a startup. Yes. With more capital. Um, but with less, with less buy-in, right? So, um, I'm, I'm very curious to see how these things um, play out, but I'm, um, I, I just, I have to believe that, uh, not in every case, but I have to believe that uh, Web3 is a new channel and that it's going to be filled with new things. Absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, uh, you know, uh, using Twitter just like everyone else for years, many years, but I've really, you know, slowed down because it was just a lot of noise. Now I'm coming back. I find myself coming back more and more and more following certain people doing this doing that and twitter spaces is, is phenomenal it's it Amazing truly products. is the town town square uh and i i believe elon is amplifying that and and really creating an inclusive environment so okay <laughs> enough of elon uh <laughs> <laughs> comes up in every conversation yeah yeah do you see, um, just curious from your vantage point, it's not directly your business, but do you see a sort of decentralization of social media down the pipeline? Um, pro probably not. Probably not. I think it's, um, I think that, um, yeah, social social applications benefit from centralization at some very deep levels, um, because the way that um, uh, the way that Facebook and all these um, entities grew was through like uh, basically like algo feeds, understanding deeply um, how people connected, who their friends were, what they were doing. So it's sort of like anti-privacy in a sense, and um, and I think the crypto community. Uh, uh, I think the things that would need to happen to 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 make a decentralized social network actually work um, would require like um, crypto people to rearrange their beliefs, and I don't really see. Um, I don't think it's a very good fit. I know that I'm very interested. I've tried. I've um, tried Farcaster and some of these other things. I just Mastodon things like uh, that. Yeah, Mastodon. Yeah, but but I. Um, 
not only not only is the is the business model a bad fit, but but also the um, uh, the network effects around social are much more powerful than in any other um, context. So, um, yeah, I'm more I more think that um, things like TikTok are going to replace. Um, I think AI is the is the area where like social media can get disrupted less on the crypto side. And I kind of think of AI and crypto as like these like counter forces um, um, in, in a way. So yeah, I'd, I'd say like that's more where we're going uh, versus into the scarcity world. Um, by, by default, like with social things, you don't want them to be scarce, right? You want them to be very, uh, you want everyone to, to you want the information to be um, free. So uh, I, I, I don't, I don't see it personally. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it, you know perhaps that's a whole other <laughs> episode unto yeah. itself. I say this as someone who built social like I was um, in my first company, which was acquired by Nest, was a social media app for the iPhone. It's called EveryMe, and we um you know we had signed up maybe five million users in our first week. It was back when the iPhone just launched or the apps were just launched, and um, even back then um, I, I could feel the difficulty of like trying to acquire users against Facebook. They were just so efficient and. Um, um, so I, yeah, I've, I worked at MySpace as well. I spent a lot of time, um, working on social stuff and I can, I just, I'm struggling to see it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really tough nut to crack and no one has a crystal ball obviously, but where, where we're very interested in is the idea of you as the, the user no longer becoming, no longer being the product and the product whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be, becomes solely the product again. And we enter through a wallet where we have control over first-party data and what we give out and, and don't give. I think the biggest Web3 change for me, in my eyes, will be about um, permissions, first and foremost. Uh, what information is, you know, guarding your own uh, permissions, basically. Uh, or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a guard wall <laughs> uh, that you have uh, the ability to send whatever information wherever to whoever uh, yeah. and control that. that. That could be a first step. I, I somewhat um, agree um, on the messaging side. And there's a very interesting company or ecosystem called Dialect, um, say mm-hmm. Dialect, that um, is a uh, – maybe I can show it real quick. But, um, yeah, so it's uh, – it's, oh, where's my camera? Um, so this is um, a, a – uh, you sign in with Solana with your wallet address, and um, and um, so I think that's interesting. It's kind of one to one, right? But yeah, the thing with what you that you want with Twitter is you want massive amplification of your content. You want it to be a broadcast medium, and you want the algorithm to be feeding this to people who have an interest in it. So I, I think that 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 particular use case, I, I just again, I'm just struggling. I just don't see it. I do understand. I agree on messaging. I think messaging could be a really big um, thing to be built on crypto, um, and maybe Twitter DMs is that thing too. And maybe they do something with crypto there. Um, but um, yeah, got you. Jumping back just a little bit, you know, to the stores and the spaces again. Um, when people are jumping into a Solana space, where, where are most of the questions taking place? Where, uh, where do you feel that people are most unfamiliar with Web3? Because you are creating, and we think we're all trying to create this sort of on-ramp from a Web2 mindset into Web3. Yeah, 
Yeah, when we when we first started the project, I think we um, we really tried to focus on education and like teaching people about blockchain because I did think there was a big um, knowledge gap there, um, and as we kind of like watch customers experience the store, um, really what um, what we focused on was just showcasing like digital collectibles effectively and. The idea that like you can there's like things that are that are um, information based um, that you own and they're in your wallets and and so I yeah like I we really don't um, we really don't um, try to teach you very much uh, it just it's just like hasn't hasn't worked and um, and people don't care so um, yeah I can't I can't say that. Uh, I can't say that there's there's been like a lot of lessons other than that it's not interesting. Um, everyone wants to check out the games. Everyone wants to check out Stefan. They want to see the monkey pictures. <laughs> so I, I think we've just like dumbed down the experience quite a bit and said here's like here's some you can you have an app and this inside of this app um, you can collect things into it. Some of those things have value. Some of them don't. Um, and each of these has a deeper story. And if you want to explore that, you can go to Google, you can go on Twitter, and you look at what's happening around these communities. Um, and you know, I think that's kind of the level where we try to keep it at. Um, you know, and other than maybe at the most basic level, some security things, right? Like this is your wallet. If someone has your seed phrase, someone has your private key. Um, you know, they can take everything you have, so keep that safe. Mm-hmm. But but outside of that, yeah, we're definitely not. Um, not addressing any deep questions, nor do we really want to. Um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. We we definitely appreciate the kind of less is more kind of philosophy that Solana Spaces have been taking. Don't bombard. We have enough. There's enough white noise out there. Um, it's it's a really. I'm war- sure you experience. If you ask, they will tell. They will answer. Right. If you ask and you have knowledge, and people do come in um, with with a lot of knowledge. Then my people, yeah, for sure, our, our ambassadors are capable of um, are, uh, of talking about it. But if you come in and you're brand new to Solana, I promise you, we're not going to um, <laughs> uh, take you into the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, yeah. just show you what it is. And if you want to dive in in your own time, you can. Yeah, the teams were very knowledgeable, very helpful, friendly, everything. Um, and you know, they weren't to your point. They weren't pushing you into it. It was like, hey. Save, it was almost an afterthought. Oh, by the way, if you use Phantom, you get fifty percent off. Like, all right, bonus points. There you go. Um, awesome. Anyway, um, Viva, I just want to double check with you. Uh, do you have any extra time, or do you need? Do you have a hard three thirty stop? So I'll wrap. It up um, I, I have a hard stop, and also my laptop's about to die. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, we should wrap. Yeah, up. we'll just do, we'll use this as the wrap up then. Um, all righty, cool. So, uh, Vibu, can you tell us, uh, I guess, people who are n- new uh, to Solana or people who are already familiar, um, any big announcements or anything they can look forward to in the coming weeks, months with Solana Spaces? Uh, where can they learn more? Where can they find a store? Anything like that? Yeah. So um, the best, the easiest way to keep uh, up to date with us is to follow us on Twitter at Solana Spaces. Uh, we are the most popular Solana account that isn't um, NFT specific um, on on Twitter, and uh, and from there you can learn a lot about the many interesting things that we're doing, not just with stores. Um, our stores are in New York City and in Wynwood and Miami, um, and um, 
They're open, you know, every day of the week. For the holidays, we have a lot of uh, focus on products. We have a bunch of product reveals coming out um, pretty much every day. I've got a beanie to announce today. Uh, we just got these um, new coffee beans in this morning. Um, so there's always something new. Um, and uh, I really encourage people to follow us on Twitter because, uh, and again, in addition to the store, we are the most innovative account in all of crypto, not just in Solana. Um, and we're, we're always giving people uh, free stuff, free NFTs, running all kinds of experiments. Like today, we are um, uh, sending to the International Space Station a list of all oh, of our I followers. Um, and they're going to beam it into deep space with a message, please whitelist us in case an alien civilization um, uh, might be, be uh, dropping an NFT collection sometime in the distant billions of light years away. Um, we're always doing something funny and interesting. And, uh, and, and we've brought in, just through our Twitter account alone, we've brought in tens of thousands of people into Solana for the first time. Um, drip.house, D-R-I-P.H-A-U-S. Um, I, I, this list might be 50,000 people by the end of the year. Uh, we're giving people free art. Uh, you can't really miss it. Again, another amazing way to bring people into Solana if you're looking where to get started. Well, look, you don't have to start with an empty wallet. You can start with some art. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to put everyone over there. Um, it's just, uh, is a, is a one of a kind resource. Yeah. Fun, fun projects. And thank you so much, Vibu, for joining us. Yeah. We've had you. such a great conversation and we look forward to potentially having you back on, hopefully, uh, you know, for deeper discussions and, uh, we're always watching what you guys are doing. Um, you know, IRL and, you know, Solana proper, we're always watching, Great projects. Everyone kind of dig in, enjoy what they're doing. Uh, very utility-driven and fun-driven. So thank you again. Really thank appreciate you, Rich. it. Thank, thank you, Rich. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it.